0: Good evening everybody Another wonderful Tuesday here um, This is The Focus If this is your first time tuning in, welcome If it's not your first time, welcome back uh, We got a fun show planned for you guys tonight Starting with our host, Kobe Jacobino Did I get it right? Got it right Hey, I made a got special it. club it You, know, yeah, you just someone, made
1: him the host, So we the guest now?
0: Hey look, <laughs> hey look, you know, you want to know what? That's because your team <laughs> had a rough weekend? You don't need to start <laughs> Calm down <laughs> My team lost too, and I'm not in here spreading negative vibes.
1: I'm not spreading negative like, vibes. We
0: got look, we got through like the past three shows without one of these. I tell you, I'm
1: sorry, so, I can't can help we, myself.
0: Can we please? I was just that? Say, oh
1: gosh, I'm a guest now. Can what I- do I do? I
0: just hope. <laughs> Cardell, like you as a witness, I've been behaving pretty good the past three weeks, correct? You have, man. All right, then your team takes one little L. I didn't even mess with you when y'all won. It's cool. And you want to come here and start stuff? I'm not even mad. We introduce our guest, and you just had to. Start.
1: You didn't introduce the guest. You introduced the host. I said
0: the guest.
1: Run the
0: tape back. We're not running tape here. <laughs> 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 well, we already told you guys we're talking to Kobe tonight. Obviously, Octavia's Octavia is here. Miss Octavia Wyatt. So welcome, Octavia.
1: Thank you so very much. Oh,
0: you're so welcome. Oh my God. Carl's here as well. <laughs> Mr. Dudley, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. You know, we gotta be formal since that's what Octavia would like. Those are my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm Wilson. Um and again you're watching Focus the Focus. We got Damo over in the corner, so follow him on social media and uh you you realize who Domo is the pretty darn quick. Team. He's a gift master. Um, on tonight's nice show, man, got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Mystic season came to a close. Mm-hmm. DC United season is coming to a close. Uh, you know, we got Octavia's the second week of Octavia's segment on the NFC East. Looking forward to that. Um, but we're going to start, uh, Cardell, the floor is yours. We're we'll going to start with a conversation with Kobe. Kobe,
2: oh, yeah. uh, Baltimore, loaded, loaded teams. Um, I see a lot of teams... St- you know, kind of, like, loading up, getting ready to go for the state championship in my AA run. But um, we're going to start with the Maryland Prep Hoops yep. Expo 250 dessert. We're going to start there. Um, for those that don't know, what is that about and uh, who shined in, pretty much?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a new thing. Uh, it was their first time coming to Maryland. Okay. Um, Prep Hoops, a, a company, it's kind of, like, similar to Hoop Group, if, those have, if you guys have heard of that. And it was a similar setup to, like, the DMV Elite. Um... In terms of you know you get a group of players they come they get put through some drills and then uh, you pretty much just play for the large majority of the event right. and um, you know I I got some I was fortunate enough to get <clears throat> about you know I'd say seven or eight colleges out there um, now since it was their first time in the Baltimore area uh, you know word didn't get around as much as I as much as I wanted it to but um, with the players I think we got about eighty kids so it was a good turnout numbers wise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while we didn't get the guys, you know, like the Emmanuel Quickleys, the, the, the top-ranked guys in the state, we got a lot of guys flying under the radar that, um, that I was proud of because, you know, without this event, I may have not even paid attention to them that much. You know, just um, smaller-name teams in the county and whatnot, like in Newtown. You know, we had a couple guys shine from, from Newtown and whatnot. So um, overall, it was, just, it was a great event. You know, I had a whole bunch of text messages from the kids saying that, you know, they had a great time. And uh, you know, just just competing against others, we did have a lot of good players. You know, Division Two, low Division One talent guys come out, and uh, you know, overall it was it was just a great day. And um, from there, you know, I would I talked to every college coach that came, and they had a list that they were kind of you know they were checking certain players out, and almost all of them you know added to that list by the end of the event. So that's pretty much the goal all the time, just to get these kids some exposure and get them a chance to further their careers, and if they want to. Get out of Baltimore because you know we all know, um, you know sometimes the further you can go, the better to kind of just stay focused on on the the goal at hand. But um, some kids that stood out there, uh, a kid that's been picking up, you know, talks all summer, Bobby Miller, um, who's going to be a rising senior at Paint Branch, okay. about a six three um, guard, athletic as I don't know what. Um, he played in the summer league down in Damatha had a few you know kind of viral videos of him you know dunking on people he had a huge dunk at, at hoop group um up at Albright College at their elite camp so he's one that's a, a lot of people have been talking about Bobby's a great kid I've, I've talked to him a lot and he's um his stock has risen he he was fortunate enough to get his first division two offers from St. Thomas Aquinas recently okay. and now a lot of division two schools are on him so um, I think that's a that's a really good area for him in terms of recruitment wise. Some other names that stood out: Josh Mack from from Garetti, six um, two, real tough nose guard. Again, he's going to be he's being courted by a ton of Division two programs. Gates Cook, um, a kid that's a very under the radar player from Dundalk, six right. four, um, shooting guard who can really shoot it and added a dimension to his game where he can you know starting to take kids off the dribble now, which will I think will really help his case for for coaches uh you know being interested in him um Savion Galleon kid from this area third good Marshall really fun fun kid to watch play um very crafty very confident um you know he's he's a kid around this area that's definitely going to be one to watch uh this year and then um Will Miller from Mount Carmel just a strict pure shooter was really fun. Those are guys from two thousand eighteen and just to name a few from two thousand nineteen, Ziggy Reed, Saint Paul's who I'm a big fan of. Um, he's his story's incredible. I mean he's lost like twenty to thirty pounds in the past couple months and really uh, you know been working with his assistant coach Jeremy Melody, who did a lot with the MV elite, but now is over at Saint Paul's coaching staff. Um, and he's getting looked at by, you know, low mid major D ones and I expect him to have a huge year. And you know some kids that are flying under the radar that I was talking about in Baltimore County is guys like Jalen Parker from Milford Mill, six seven, uh, lefty who can who can really shoot it and he can you know score off the dribble too and he was you know guarding he was guarding the tallest kid there six nine mm-hmm. and really holding it, holding his own down low in the post and then Jordan Guerrero from Newtown that was a guy who really surprised me actually plays with uh, Rebel Basketball. Um, or the Baltimore Rebels for AAU and just, uh, you know, six, five really, really athletic and, uh, seems like a good kid. And I think he's going to be a really big part for, for Newtown as they try to, you know, do what they can in a stack Baltimore County, uh, conference this year. So, you know, it's just a few names. Um, but overall it was just a great event, a great day. Okay. You know, we're going to
2: go ahead and get right to the high school season coming up in my double A, which is kind of Baltimore's version of the WCAC down here. Um, I want you to just kind of talk about or break down the teams that we need to keep an eye on and teams that might be a sleeper, you know, because it's loaded. You know, you got the usuals, there's the St. Francis and all that. You know, whatever teams we may have to take a look at that might rise up.
3: Yeah, well, the crazy part is with the MIA, even the teams that are considered sleepers have high Division One players, like in my opinion. Um, of course, when you start at the top, you got to go John Carroll, uh-huh. like, you know, Emmanuel quickly. um, Montez Mathis, and we just saw. I'm, I'm a- awesome going to butcher his last name, but I know everybody just calls him Yeezy, a, a kid who came a- who awesome. over from Turkey, six seven lefty who is just who's cold. Um, a- awesome Cardell ready? can back me up with a- that. Naval. I remember me talking about him last week. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to see see a kid? I mean, he just has an old school mentality about him that he's just going to go down the lane and, and punch <laughs> one on you. And um, he is sure wherever the camera is, he'll he'll get involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just he's a, he's a fun kid to watch. um then you go down to St. Joe, uh, obviously the the defending champs. They lose Daryl Morsell to Maryland, which will be, a, you know, a, a big shoes to fill. But, you know, they got Jalen Smith, Maryland commit, 6'9", you know, do it all forward. Uh, James Bishop, who's, you know, in my opinion, one of the top guards in the 2019 class in the state. Um, probably the best scorer in that class. Lefty, who's, you know, just he's going to cause problems this year. Um. And then you go down to St. Francis, like you said. St. Francis, interesting team because from top to bottom on their roster, they're loaded. Right. Um A lot, a lot of young talent that I think uh, you know Coach Miles can really work with. And if they put everything together, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the Mia. Um, you know, you're talking about kids who I'm always talking about, Ace Baldwin, uh, 2020 guard, lefty. Uh, you know, who is who is one. If you're in the area. And you're going out to see St. Francis, you got to go watch him. Um, he just plays years, uh, you know, what is he, 15, 16, but he plays like he's, you know, he has the maturity of a 22 year old in terms of basketball IQ and seeing stuff, you know, form before it happens. Uh, and they got a big transfer, Jason Murphy from Chapel Gate Christian, who, uh, you know, has a Old Dominion offer. He'll be big to go with uh, Quran Moore, who's, you know, a force inside, six nine. So they, they have a ton of talent. Um, I think that's going to really be the big races John Carroll, St. Joe and uh St. Francis, but then right below them is Mount Carmel. Now they just lost one of their big playmakers, Will Thomas. He transferred to Mervo. And um but still they're just they're just so deep uh at pretty much every position. And they they actually they went to the bcl MIA championship game last year lost both to St. Joe. But um you know they they're returning a ton of seniors, so I'm sure They'll be right in the conversation, and then you talk about sleepers. Um, in my opinion, it's McDonough, uh, you know, and we talk about Noah Locke, who's one of the prized recruits in the 2018 class, um, who Cardell is, is following very closely with with his documentary, and uh, you know they have some other they have some, some role players: Kavon Brown, Drew Green, uh, who's a who's a transfer from Lake Clifton, who I think will be a a very big uh, contributor for them this year. Um, so, you know, look for McDonald. I don't, I don't, they're not going to be any pushover for sure just because they have Noah right. and he's such a threat. And then, you know, Calvert Hall, um, you know, they, they got guys like Brennan Adams, another prize 2018 recruit. Uh, Montez McNeil, who was, a, who had a really good freshman year last year. And, you know, with Justin Lewis leaving to go to poly, he's going to have a lot more work on, on his shoulders. Um, and then Logan Curtis, a guy who's kind of under the radar, but a guy I really like to watch. Who gets after it on both ends, can really shoot it, and uh, you know he's going to be a, a, a mid-major kind of Division One kid, I think. So um, they're going to be they're going to be very strong too. They're gonna, now they have a lot. They have a talented freshman, Darius Tillman, uh, point guard, six three, lefty, who who knows how to play the game. But you know when you go from middle school to varsity level high school in the Mia, it's going to take time to adjust. So right. um, the Mia is loaded. If you can get out to go watch pretty much any matchup you're going to be entertained okay and what about Baltimore City and the county starting with the county first um just because I I feel like the county's a little bit deeper than the city this year uh, it might be an unpopular opinion but that's just mine start off with Perry Hall obviously the 4A state champs they return you know Lakeil Hardnett Anthony Higgs Tyler Holly um from that team last year all of them are you know mid-major to to you know, high major D- D1 athletes. Anthony Higgs is, you know, he just got back from his uh, visit from Ole Miss. You know, he's got Xavier. He's got, you know, a, quite a list. And then La'Keele Harden, honestly one of the most versatile bigs in the, in, in the state, 6'8", who pretty much plays the point four, kind of like a LeBron role for them. Um, they're going to be fun to watch. And I think the most intriguing team by far is Delaney. Because okay. uh, yeah, yeah. you know, they got Shea Evans, who, you know, is a, is a top player in his class in the country um josh cornish the 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 transfer from calvert hall he's really going to step in and be a leader um for his senior year he had committed to southern utah and then you know they have two special special freshmen and ike cornish who's josh's little brother and ryan conway both who are who are nationally you know very well known ryan ryan conway has plenty of stuff on youtube of making you know kids look silly and whatnot um I was actually talking to Coach Matt Lochte at the D M V Elite and you know, he's just a guy who keeps it real and I my concern with the is they're big men. They really don't have any beside and but you know, then you have Shea, you're talking about a six seven kid. Um, if he can kind of focus on being that rebounding presence, I think they have a really good shot. Right. Um, but it's gonna be fun watching them. I think it'll ultimately come down between them and Perry Hall and, and you know, Coach is real. He just you know, you might as well embrace having a guard heavy team right. and you go from Perry Hall where they have LaKel Hardnett, Anthony Higgs and now Anthony Walker who they're all six nine. so they have three six nines on the floor against a team with four guards. you know what I mean? it's, it's a it's a battle of opposites. Right. so I think that'll be, that'll be a yeah. good matchup. but then I think the sleeper here is Mill for Mill and not a lot of people have really heard about all the people that they have gotten in for transfer wise. Jordan Goodwin, Eric Turner. They both got from St. Francis. Two seniors who just know how to play. Um, Jordan's going to be a great scorer for them. And then, uh, you know, they have guys from last year. Ahmed Milton, a point guard who's really savvy and just knows how to get everybody involved, knows how to pick his spots to score. And then uh, Jalen Parker, who's one of the most – one of – the most underrated i think uh prospects in the 2019 class in the baltimore area six seven wing he was at our our expo okay. and uh just a kid who you know it doesn't i i told colleges look watch just watch him for a couple minutes and they all loved him. so uh i think and you know towson and hampton are kind of interested in him i think as we go a little bit more he'll he'll have a lot more schools on his list when it when it comes down to it so um and then, you know, I think the next team after that is Woodlawn. They have a, a dynamic duo, and uh, Mark Brinkley and Damari Warren is their backcourt. They lost a lot last year. They had a really good season last year. I think they – maybe it went, like, you know, something like 17-3. But, uh, you know, getting those two guys back, they're they're two Division II, two players. So, uh, you know, they'll definitely not be a pushover. Going into the city real quick, and I'll just make this quick. We were talking before the show, Polly. Yeah. I, I don't – I really don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, they're they're loaded, Demetrius Mims, and I, I you know I'm not a, I'm not afraid of saying anything. like He's probably my favorite player in the city right now. Just just to watch in terms of the passion that he plays with, and uh, you know he just goes after anyone and everyone. And I, I respect someone like that. Um, Justin Lewis, obviously one of the one of the top players in the 2020 class, like Shea Evans. You know, I'm top three I would say in the state. Um, Raheem Ali, a, a young point guard that returns, who led them as a freshman point guard to the state championship. So, you know his presence will be crucial. And then you have role players like Cleveland Horton, Amani Walker, that'll help. You know, just make them a force. Um, and then I, I, I would, I would just go Patterson after that. Even um, with Marvin gone, even with Marvin gone, I, I you know I just have I have a lot of faith in their coach, and they have you know Gerard Mungo. I yeah, think I he's him. a kid who with with Marvin gone is going to have a lot more of the scoring uh a scoring opportunity than he had last year and I watched him over the summer and the kid can score the ball so I think you know last uh last year you know rightfully so he kind of deferred to to Marvin kind of let him do his thing Marvin's one of the best players in his classes in his class but uh you know I think he's really he's really gonna carry a lot for that team and then they have a transfer from Lake Clifton T.J. Thomas another guard who's who's one to watch. And then in terms of being an interesting team, I don't think they're going to be up there in the standings, but Mervo, just because they got Will Thomas from Mount Carmel. I'm, I'm a big fan of Will Thomas's. Um, I think he has a lot of potential as a playmaker, six five wing, who can you know, handle the ball and, and make others uh, around him a lot better. And they also have two other juniors, twins, who are um, – who are about six seven? They both look spitting image of like Brandon Ingram, both of them. <laughs> and the one even got his hair like, him like you know with little twisties and stuff. And he said, That's why hey, it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, man, I think they'll they'll be an interesting they'll be an interesting team, and their coach is my, my old assistant for, for my college team. So I gotta gotta give them a little shout. Okay, um, I'm gonna just give you some
2: players, and you can kind of quickly just you know tell everybody why they're special. And why they stand up. Yeah. Um, you touched on Shea Ellis, um, Ryan Conway. What makes him special? I know you say you can see him on YouTube, but in your eyes, what makes him special?
3: Um. I think just just the way he handles the ball and just his knack for scoring. I think as he, uh, you know, goes through his progressions of development, especially um, his freshman year, I think he's ready for the varsity level, especially at Baltimore County level. I think he'll be fine there. Um but when they go against some more stout teams in a private school league or whatever, he's gonna you know, he's he'll struggle just like any freshman would. But um it's just really his knack for scoring. I don't think there's another guard in the area in as a freshman that, that has the ability to he's not gonna blow you away with athleticism. Right. Um, but he just knows how to he's just very shifty. He knows how to you know, he just knows the seams to attack. And uh, he just knows he knows how to finish around the rim despite, you know, not having great size. Um he just, you know, has a great feel for the game and, and a great flow for the game too, which is which isn't, you know, very uh common as a freshman. Montez Mathis. Just a just a bully type of score. Um in my mind I I think he did improve his jump shot. That was the big blemish kinda in his game, which just let him shoot. He was a he was a kid, uh you know six four six five that was known for just attacking the rim and finishing over top of the rim no matter if there was somebody in his way or not um but with team bbc this year it was kind of him and a show wow. and uh, he got a lot more opportunity to shine and, and he was one in terms of the the mid to low high major um if you will uh stock risers of of the country he had a lot of people talking just because of how well he was playing alongside Emmanuel right. and obviously that'll translate because they played for they both play for John Carroll but um I think you know he was kind of choosing between UConn and Rutgers as his last two and he and he obviously chose Rutgers and I think that would be a great fit for him because it will be another opportunity for him to you know his offense is going to be very free his his offensive opportunity so um I think he's just a like Lake Conway, just a great offensive player, and and he can get after it defensively as well. Okay, Christian
2: Jones out of Annapolis, he was at the DMV eighty and could nobody stop him. Yeah, like, Who, who's this kid? <laughs> but what you think about him?
3: Yeah, I, w- I was telling a, a few people about him because after I after we did see him at DMV 80, I mean, he had a great he had a great year last year um, for Annapolis. Obviously, he was a big he was a big piece. He was their he was their main guy, but. Uh, I feel like he got a lot better. Yeah. I feel like he got a lot better this summer. Um, again, another Team BBC guy. But, uh, you know, he was he was doing it all. And that's something that, like, he was always a good rebounding guard for his size. You know, 6'2", 6'3", he's really physical. He can he can definitely rebound the ball for his position. But uh, just scoring at all three levels was what, you know, kind of I was seeing and, and always locked in, even in the defensive end. He kind of, especially at DMV Elite 80, which is – became an event that, you know, people want to kind of prove themselves at. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how he played, with kind of a chip on his shoulder all afternoon. So I feel like it's going to be, you know, he's he's primed for another big year. And um, last
2: one, um, one of my favorite players in the area, um, LJ Owens out of seven. Uh, he was at DMV late '88 as well. What you think about him?
3: Smooth. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like he's a very smooth offensive player. Um, even last year when they went up against Mount St. Joe, yeah. you know, Daryl's a great defender and he's very physical and he's very you know, he's I'm got there, a, he's got he's got all the tools, obviously. That's why he's at Maryland. He's gonna be a, a, a big piece for Mark Turgeon this year, but Owens got the yeah, better yeah, of him yeah, on yeah, yeah. more than a few possessions. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you know, I don't wanna say he made it look easy, but from my point of view it looked it looked a little <laughs> bit easy. Um you know, just and, – and another guy who can just really score it from all three levels and, and he's just a natural scorer, just knows when to pick his spots. Um, you know, and another guy whose name kind of surfaced nationally in terms of that uh, this summer. So I think, you know, everybody knows – I've talked to coaches around the MIA, you know, B Conference especially, and and, and the A Conference, but they all – they when you bring up seven, they're like, uh oh, you know, yeah. LJ, that's, that's that's the first thing, you know, it gives coaches a headache. And the last one, um couple of players that came last
2: year, that graduated, that's moving on to college. You touched on Moselle, um, a player who I love, you know, from seeing him at Baltimore Poly, Devontae Perry, going to Temple, and um, for my Colonials, because I cover GW a lot, like Terry Nolan Jr. He's headed to GW. What can Temple and GW expect from those two?
3: Um. I'll tell you. So I got on the high school scene a little bit late last year. Um, as as you guys know, been at uh, multiple Wizards games. Uh, but when I did join the high school scene, it was kind of around the state uh, state playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it only took me one time to see Dre Perry, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I should have got on this scene a while ago. <laughs> but like, yeah, just grown man. And I think a lot of uh, old school mentality of just just punishing, just punishing people. Like, you know, a Kevin Garnett type of intensity. Um, not a playing style like Kevin Garnett, but just in terms of that passion and, and the way that he plays throughout the entire game. I don't think I saw a more dominant performance in the state uh, in the state finals than him. I mean, it, it just felt like every possession. It honestly felt like, you know, watching the Cavs with LeBron. Just every possession went through him. And, you know, I, I had long talks with uh, his coach, Sam Brandon. They actually had to threaten him with, with you know, suicides and whatnot to shoot the ball more. He's like, I understand you like getting your teammates involved and getting everybody better, but in order for us to win the state title, you need to shoot more. And, you know, he goes out there and he starts knocking down threes. You know what I mean? So that's something that he always had in his arsenal, but he never showed anybody. And then after that, you're just like, this kid is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of tempo, I think he's going to be a guy who not many people know about um in terms of nationally, nationally yeah. but he's gonna be a kid who definitely turns some heads and i'm i'm excited for his first time out on the fast break and somebody sizing him up because <laughs> if you if if you're gonna block him your wrist is gonna get broken because that's how hard he's gonna real, punch but it you down. know he remind me of nba wise, was um kind of old
2: school player ronnie rogers back in the day With the build yeah. and the athleticism Sh- and, shooting yep. and everything yep that's who i see every time i see him man yep. so just uh
3: yeah just just total strength um he's gonna be going for temple and i'm glad i'm glad he went there and, I, and after talking with uh coach brand you know he he loves the fit as well no going on to uh terry nolan what what george Washington's getting first and foremost a great kid and that goes for dre too these two these two are just great you know high character type of guys and uh terry's you know a, a great scorer obviously with mount carmel he he led them um to to both championships uh, appearances at least, and uh, I think he's going to be an impact player right away. He he had originally committed to uh, Tennessee Chattanooga uh, two years ago, and uh, I always felt like he'd go higher. I think George Washington is the, the best fit for him to be one of those guys in a, a on a mid-major team who can really shine, who we might see in a NCAA tournament one day and, you know, just uh, just catch everybody's eyes.
0: Alright, well, Kobe's not going anywhere. Neither are we. We're gonna take a quick break. You're watching the focus. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate it. Um, hope everybody enjoyed that first segment of the show. Um, obviously, no guests is allowed to leave here without going <laughs> through Rapid Fire. But right. for us to get to Rapid Fire, we gotta first go through local coverage, then take a quick break, and when we get back, knock out local coverage. We even got a little bit about that pop the trunk this week. Mm. Bring it back real quick. NBA's starting soon, so you know, NFL is heating up as well, so pop the trunk will be put back into the middle of this show on a regular basis. You're watching The Focus. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Focus. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show thus far. That being said, it's week two of Octavia. Octavia's. I said Octavia. Octavia. I didn't say anything. Hey, look, I just want to let you know it was, that one wasn't personal. <laughs> that one wasn't personal. It just happened. But um, your segment on the NFC East this week, the floor is yours.
1: Cool. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, obviously, everybody knows the Redskins won. Yes, I'm looking at you, Dama. <laughs> <laughs> Since he had to make it known. Um, Redskins won. You got the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles all taking an L this week. Um, out that I'm going to say um, Odell Beckham came back for the Giants this week. Um, still nursing an ankle injury, obviously. He only had about um, four catches for 36 yards. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Giants. Looks like their offense is nowhere to be found. 13 points in eight quarters not great. Um it's actually a franchise low um through the first two games for their franchise since 1947. So I'm um, going to need them to get together ASAP. Um on to the Cowboys. Look at my man Cardell over there. Broncos <laughs> took the <laughs> took the W this week, 42-17, completely embarrassing the the um, Cowboys. Of course everybody's throwing up the throwing out the sophomore slump Is that going through it? Is Zeke going through it? What's going on, Zach? uh, Zeke had what nine yards on eight carries. Eight,
2: eight. Don't give him too many. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Eight eight yards on eight carries, so he got a a yard each each one. (laughs) So um, damn. Go ahead. And um, Nolan Carroll, previous um, Eagle, not doing too well over there, getting burnt every play before he got hurt. I think he's in a concussion protocol right now. Um, Redskins took a W against the Los Angeles Rams this week. Um, going to be honest, we're still a sloppy game, but <laughs> the W is a W, not hating. Um, <laughs> um, what we talked about last week, of course, is uh, your quarterback can't be your leading rusher and expect to win. This week they spread the ball around some more. Chris Thompson got two touchdowns. Um, so it looks like they're spreading it around a little bit more, Try to figure out. Um, Terrell Pryor still not really in, involved. Ryan Grant got a touchdown. Um, and, yeah, they face a big test in the Raiders next Sunday night, primetime at FedEx Field. Last but not certainly least, of course, my Eagles. Yes, we did take an L. Um, I was expecting it. I was proud that they held on as long as they did, um, especially with how well the Kansas City Chiefs have been starting out, You know, blowing out the pace of uh, week one. Um, so only imagine that that would happen. But like I said, a starting quarterback can't have the most rushing yards and expect to win. Carson Wentz had the most. Um, we actually have no running game at all. Picked up Laguerre Blot didn't have one single carry. <laughs> Don't know what's going on there. So right now they're depending on Wendell Smallwood and Durrell Sproles. Um, Darren Sproles, excuse me. Um, and of course we're still getting injured. Um, Rodney McLeod as well as Jalen Watkins both out. So our secondary was already suspect when we started, and we're too. yeah we're losing a lot there. And um, I'm going to need for us to pick up a new kicker. Yeah, we got a new um <laughs> rookie kicker who had his very first game. I'm not impressed. Sorry, I need the next one. <laughs> Caleb get <laughs> <to, laughs> get well soon. Um, you weren't that great either, but I need something. So, hopefully <laughs> they find a veteran kicker that we can just pick up for a little while because uh, I can't take it. Uh, but we face the Giants next week, so that should be a W. But we'll see what happens. No well, hard.
0: that was um, our TV statement. I hope you guys look Thank forward you. to <laughs> it. I know I definitely do because my team has nothing to do with it. So, I can just sit back and watch for entertainment purposes. That being said, around our local coverage, the Mystic season did come to an end this past week at the hands of the Minnesota Lynx. They're in the midst of their own little Golden State Cleveland Cavalier thing With the Los Angeles Sparks Right now mm-hmm. um, And It was a, The Mystics dealt with A lot this season mm-hmm. Especially with uh, You know in- Availability issues mm-hmm. um, You know It's hard for a team In any sport to gel When people are always Dropping You know Bodies always dropping Little nicks here That keep things out You know Affects rotation So It was a good uh, It was a good step For year one Especially considering They haven't made A playoff since They haven't advanced In the playoffs Since 2002 So they exercised A couple of oh, That was
2: the first time ever Advancing yeah. Period. Yikes. I His, I'm sorry.
3: History. history was was made.
0: Made. <laughs> so, so some positive steps. Um, and in the locker room after the game, we got stuff up at finestmag.com. We got stuff at mymodelsports.com If you guys are watching depth. As you saw some of the, uh, you know the the comments after the game from the Mystics players. They're more. Uh, they're not discouraged. They're they're ready to take the no next beat. step. They were more uh, of the of the uh, mindset of we know what the bar is. We know what we have to get to. To uh, play with, you know, those two teams, and that's for everybody in the league. You know, there's there's a gap between, you know, Minnesota, LA, and everybody else. It's not just Washington, so um, it's 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 not a bad first year. Um, you know, all they can do is get better this off season. Each player needs things they need to work on. Um, Cardell's, Has shared some of those things. I have as well. Um, so we'll keep you guys posted throughout the season how they're doing in the off season. It's um, for DC United. You know, it's been a it's been a down year for them. Um, that hasn't changed. They lost on the road this past weekend. This weekend, um, coming up, they will be playing their second-to-last game at RFK. So, if you get a chance, definitely go out to that. Just sentimental purposes, you know. New stadium opens next year, and next year when the season starts, due to give them so much some more time um, until the new season is ready, the first twelve games are on the road. So, <coughs> <laughs> these last 12 okay. games, <laughs> the last you're gonna see DC United in DC playing a game, um, because next year again, first twelve games are on the road. Um, that's it for local coverage oh, as always head over to findismag.com head over, head over to mymindonsports.com and um, we're gonna keep you guys uh, you know abreast of everything going on as always Cardell
2: Pop the Trunk time Pop the
0: Trunk time mm-hmm. Pop the Trunk time welcome back to Pop the Trunk oh, time. yeah man <laughs> I've
2: been in all season on vacation but it's back now so um, I actually got co-pop the trunk mm, you know okay. women, so don't, I don't, yeah, I get, even though I would love not to but I gotta give a shout out to Tom Brady Yes. Um, the way he torches the Saints, 30 for 39. Like Shout I,
1: out to my starting player in my fantasy
0: league. I'm not messing
1: with you. <laughs> my nickname for him is the surgeon because
2: he's very surgical. He, he embarrasses the defense. It makes them look like they like JV football. They shouldn't even be out there. And, uh, of course, I'm going to give it to my Broncos defense, man. They showed up, man. You know, I got not, not too. I <coughs> no bias, man. Like, um, was it Zeke the leading rusher last year or was it Le'Veon Bell? Zeke was the leading rusher. Zeke was up. I think Zeke was. I Maybe I missed four games, yeah, so the whole th- that, with that same offensive line, put them to eight yards. I didn't even expect that. I was just like, we can just beat them, but I mean, that was know. dominant. Then Dak only 30 for 50. I mean, you know, you got to get props where it's due. I didn't even expect that, and that's my mom. So, you know, no, I go with that. You know, Pop the Trump, man. Um, I, got a, I got an
0: honorable mention for Pop the Trump, um, and I know it's unpopular in this area at the moment. But Simone Augustus, her grandma told her to shoot, and she shot. Um, you know, you were you were there with us, sitting right there at Game Three, and uh, she's the one that set the tone for the whole second half. You know, the Mystics had they had a lead, had a little bit of momentum, and she scored the first seven points out there out of halftime, and then the rest of her fellow Hall of Famers to be joined in, and you know, just give her honorable mention.
2: You got to put up Maya Moore and then too, that because you know they both hey, they both. Deserve to be, you know, well, for you, you to be waiting out in the parking lot. That's the same. fair. Smacking <laughs> you know, a team. Hey, that's <laughs> fair. You know, so
0: so you even though, eh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, so on uh rapid fire, man, what you got for us this evening? Um,
2: first question.
0: Oh yeah, Kobe. The guest goes first. We work this way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready
2: for this. <laughs> 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 Hey, so, um, how in the hell was Triple G vs Canelo a draw? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's <not right> there. <laughs> you.
1: I think one of the judges Were blind
0: That's my answer And I'm sticking to it It's boxing It's corrupt They needed a second fight So I, mean, uh, I, really I could, I could agree fight. with that too Because <laughs> the other Comments I have Are not appropriate For this forum In which we're using Okay <laughs>
2: Well uh, Wu-Tang said Casuals Everything well, <laughs> uh, It applies man. So uh, USC Came from behind Beat Texas In double overtime It's dawn of The Heisman Favorites
0: Y'all yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: The Darnold.
1: I think it's still so early to be, to making people this, but. I'm just saying, is he a
2: favorite? Not is he, is he a favorite? Is he the favorite?
1: <laughs> he's, I think he's in the conversation. Maybe.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm in the conversation, exactly since the last, well, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner is still playing. And has put up numbers, if not comparable, but arguably better than Mr. Darnold. Um, yeah, we should just chill on that. Make somebody else earn that.
2: What happened against Clemson? Oh, okay. i You said against just saying, Clemson. I mean, I'm I mean, just saying, I, don't f- I like him, but L's matter.
0: No, 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 no. Look, I, that's cool, and 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 that's fine. Oh, L's matter. I give. I give you the L conversation. Beat downs matter. <laughs> I also feel like again, even with that beat down, it wasn't. It wasn't the shutting down Jackson. It was shutting down the rest of the pieces. If it wasn't for him, it would have been even worse. But again. They lost. I'll give you that. But, yeah, I'm still riding with it's, it's Jackson until somebody takes a problem. And I know Darnold had a good game against Texas. And, again, I'm not patting nobody on the back for Pete in Texas.
2: But he had a game the other week, too. Yeah, and he had a bag uh, game the week before and, uh, that. So. Nah, I don't know about that. But I'm just saying, is he the favorite? Nah, I don't think he's a favorite. You can't discredit somebody and give credit to another guy when he don't come up. He's supposed to be the high one right. No, nah,
0: I thought Darnold didn't come up the first week. Like, he hasn't been playing great. The game against Texas was cool, but it's been
2: but inconsistent. The way they came back, that matters.
0: But why were you down against Texas? That Maryland beat easily.
2: Yeah, beat easily? Maybe they took Maryland crazy because we haven't heard from Maryland. No, come on now. I just just like Howard was hot in week one too. With what happened? I mean, I'm just be saying. Yeah, right, hey, look, you know, I said it's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm one? just saying, is he is he fair? No, he gonna he's gonna win it. He, 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 he can I mm-hmm. think
0: I think like I said, he's in a conversation. He can blow up he, the next. He's in the conversation. Two few weeks and be done. bro. I think it's between him, those two, and Rosen.
2: Uh, Falcons. They beat the Packers 34-23. Will they redeem themselves this season and ultimately win the Super Bowl? No. Is that the Eagles talking? No, that's just me being (laughs) (laughs) serious.
1: Nah, I I don't see it. I mean, I I definitely see them being in the conversation and and getting to the playoffs and and being in the mix. Uh, I don't see them having the special type of season they had last year.
3: As long as the surgeon is breathing, I'm not worried. I'm going to say no to that.
0: I'm going to go no because just in case it's Tom Brady and them, no. <laughs> and if it's not Tom and them, then no fly zone's not having that. Like, they've already got a chip I mean, to I got to keep it a
2: buck. So I'm not going to go there. The Chiefs and Oakland have my full attention. Nah, gonna...
0: Look, I didn't even finish. We, there's four teams over there. Yeah, for, you know, talk about the fact because there's four or five in, in the AFC. The AFC. Yeah. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, there's a list before we get to talking that crazy. you got to make it, it out of our division. For it. <laughs> <laughs> it the like,
2: you know, we can, but it's going to be rough. Um, it's a lot over there. The Bengals. Oh boy. Players said they want Colin Kavanaugh signed. What is the, what does first of all what does that say about Andy Dalton and should they sign him secondly?
1: I mean, haven't we been having this conversation about Andy Dalton for like the past decade?
0: Yes. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> I, I mean, it's
1: a, I mean it's only uh, I mean, there's only so much somebody can do. It, it's, it doesn't seem like it's working. It works every now and then. I say give it a chance. Like, I mean, we always keep talking about, like, why isn't he signed somewhere? Regardless if they just sign him and, and have him as the backup, you know, see what happens as it goes forward, I'm down for it.
0: I think a couple of players said it. I think it got some clicks and some whatnot. I don't see the Bengals doing it.
1: Yeah, I don't see them doing it, but it would be nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't see them doing it. I wouldn't be against it all because what else do you have right now Uh um my biggest thing with the Bengals is and i'm not usually one to go after the the head honcho but marvin lewis has some blackmail against somebody in that organization i don't know (laughs) i don't know how he's still there
0: yeah because he's been there for a long time
1: and
3: just hasn't gotten anything done so (laughs) they have all the weapons yeah they do
0: You know, it got to be pretty bad for somebody like A.J. he barely talks to essentially come out and hit you with the gimme the ball. Like, that was his quiet way of saying it. But, I mean, look, man, if he's saying something.
2: You might want to listen. Yeah, speaking of saying something, Tom Brady (laughs) said something. He said he feels Kaepernick deserves to be in the NFL. Quote, he came to our stadium and beat us and took his team to the Super Bowl. I hope he gets a shot. Uh, What kind of, you know, I mean, obviously, people only still gonna do what they want to do, but you know, what's, what kind of clout does that add to the situation that Tom Brady spoke of after Aaron Rodgers spoke of and stuff?
3: I think it holds. A, I think it holds a lot of weight right. um, because you know, not to not to even hide it, it's you know, it's it's a white player coming out and saying he belongs in this league, and not just any player. It's you know, a lot of people consider him the greatest of all time in terms of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I like I understand he hasn't put up great numbers. But you look around the league and the quarterbacks and not even to mention the backup <laughs> quarterbacks, he gives something to your team. If it's not starters minutes, it's something in practice to give your defense a little you know, uh, your starting defense a little bit of a challenge or, or not even a little bit of a challenge. I mean the guy was in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? This guy isn't you yeah, know, I don't know. It boggles my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like it gives it hopefully some more clout. I don't like you said, the owners are gonna do what they want to do regardless. But um, it, like you said, it comes down to one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, right. you know, endorsing this man after other people have. So it's like hopefully somebody takes notice and listen and hopefully he gets signed sometime this year. Who knows? Just
0: another example of actual football people <laughs> in his corner saying that, you know, kind of should be playing in the league. Kind of watching a lot of trash quarterback this past couple weeks.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah this yeah, yeah, quarterbacking. Yes. Jets And yeah. Shannon Sharp says, Trash is what you set outside. Garbage is what you take to the landfill. we seen garbage. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we seen, take them to the landfill. Get them <laughs> the out right of here. It's been horrible. Okay. Um, Damian Thompson says, Ezekiel Elliott quit on his team due to his poor attitude on the sidelines. Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett says, Zeke's effort was not up to our standard. Do you feel that Zeke quit on his team? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. like it's it's like come on eight eight yards
2: we do that to people go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. I mean I feel you don't get me wrong because like I
1: said I mean I had Tom in my in my uh, fantasy league this year this year uh in this past game i had the Broncos too so don't you worry <laughs> you know I pick good <laughs> so uh I mean but still at the end of the day like he has all this controversy around him like at the end of the day we've always said like if you're gonna have all this controversy like you have to produce so it's like you're you're giving you're it it's it's ridiculous. Eight yards on eight carries, you got one yard.
2: No nine, nine carries. I'm just <laughs> the average was a little bit lower. Oh, all right, I'm my
1: dead. bad. So I'm less than high. one yard each yeah, carry. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: And I didn't I didn't even think about it, like that way. Just in terms of you know, in a lot of ways, he shouldn't even be out there. Mm-hmm. So you're out there. You might you know you play 100. It doesn't and it doesn't matter what what, what player did that. I mean, the interception especially. I know he really wasn't around the play, but it was about five to ten yards away from him, and he just, just gave up. You know what I mean? That's that's never a good look for anybody.
2: And you can be surprised when a lot of interceptions. You may not be in the play, but somebody else will run them down, slow them up. You catch him and make the play. Yeah, well, how many it's, times do we
3: see from behind the exactly. back, you know, strips or mm-hmm. whatever?
2: Exactly. And, I, I mean, I agree. Um, the effort was horrible. You know, it's just like, but it speaks to kind of the connection was going on off the field and maturity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because if you were a pro you' supposed to play all the way to the last one, or something. No matter if you' getting beaten, or everything like that. And, and truthfully, he probably never even got shut down like that. If it, ever in his life, definitely when he was a kid. Since he was a kid, or something like that, he haven't felt like that. But that's also a testament to like, see, last year you came in, you rode a wave. Now you gotta understand what the NFL pro sports is all about. Life in general is up and down, mm-hmm. right? So you gotta be even killed, and you gotta grow up, man. And that's the more the reason why people saying Emmitt Smith came out. You need to get your off the field like, together because that's going to affect you on the field, and you can mm-hmm.
0: see. Mm-hmm. So,
2: was all around. So. And his back is what veterans is you going to look to? <laughs> and that's the problem. Um, Vanderbilt beat number 18 Kansas State, and the defensive lineman said, Alabama, you're next. Thoughts on that?
3: When are the people gonna learn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just be quiet. Just right. play the game. You got the win. Stop calling out people. Stop like having your baseball bat pointing to the to, to the outfield. Like just just stop.
3: Just let the bears sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just, just That's
0: sleep. not the right tree. Just leave that alone. Like it's going to fall on you. Just leave it alone. Like why even agitate them?
2: And the thing is with college football. It's actually good to run up to school. And I'm sure Saban will, like, <laughs> like, hail cool, Mary. Okay. Hail Mary's. Keep like <laughs> Just even to prove that. a point. To take,
0: to take what Denver did to Zeke to another level, do you think they even want let y'all breathe? <laughs>
2: like, yeah. When they play, I, I should have put that on him. I'm going to definitely go <laughs> that game. Um, uh, Giants head coach McAdoo, was he out of line calling out Eli Manning over botched goal line play?
0: I I don't know. With him? It's interesting to me that you could call out Eli, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But how can you keep getting mad at Eli when you guys have refused to address off like, the offensive line?
2: Especially the left tackle. Yeah, Look.
0: and I mean, you took Eric Flowers, and then not only did you take him, you were in some like world of denial where you, you're like, you've attached yourself to him, where that's our starting left tackle, and yada, yada, yada. We've seen Eli, obviously, he's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but we've seen Eli, is he's, a, he's a, very capable
3: uh-huh. with an
0: average NFL offensive line. Mm-hmm. You have not given him one. Don't do that. I'm just not cool with that at
1: all. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes they just it's like at this point they don't know who to blame it on so they're just picking somebody at the at the time. Um, but you know, I I have my my things with with Eli too, like you said. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback anymore. Um, of course, you can't talk too bad about them. You want a Super Bowl. But, yeah, I, I just think the they need to do a lot of work because it's, it's not even just on the defensive side. It's the offensive side. It's not even just the offensive side. It's the special teams. It's, like, it's a team as a whole. So, like you, we always say, it starts from the top and it works its way down. So, the coach need to look in the mirror as well.
3: Um, I think Eli handled it well, I handled the, the comments well. But just with me in terms of – having having a team i think that stuff stays in the locker room or you you pull you pull eli in and and talk to him man to man before you say something to the media uh it's you know happened this one time Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's other things that led up to it but but you know that's just a line you don't cross
2: right away not to make any excuses i mean you might miss the clock when you trying to get your reads right, so you can stop getting blasted. That right, is man. true. He probably got tired I of mean, getting hit. He wasn't <laughs> just getting hit by one dude. They was it, man. It was like the monsters, and you know, the station. <laughs> they was on the ground, just jumping up. The- they was having fun. It's just, it's crazy, man. Obviously, we got to address this, you know the hometown guy. You know, y- y- y'all ready reports, man. Oh own. lord. <laughs> um, you know, Mr. Durant released some tweets yesterday. You know, from a suppose, I guess, another account. And um, he uh, kind of attacked the OKC organization, the coach, and, you know, said he was better off. You know, it was their fault. You know why things didn't work out, in a sense, trying to be nice. Uh, today, he apologized for those tweets, criticizing former coach Billy Donovan and the, the Thunder, and he called it childish and idiotic. I mean, just what are your thoughts in general on that whole situation?
0: You guys will go first.
3: I'm I'm just glad he didn't come out with my phone was hacked. That's that's number one. I'm glad that he kind of owned up to what he said, um, but at the same time, it was an idiotic comment. Uh, but man, it's just it's just a world of the social media um, aspect and all that stuff, you know. Durant is a famous player for going back at the naysayers and whatnot on social media. He's even he's even famous for after games getting right on his phone and looking at all looking at everything that everybody's saying in social media. If if, if if you're a verified account on Twitter, only look at your verified mentions. Don't worry about what the what the what the regular Joe blows are saying. You don't need to. You don't need to uh, really even confront that.
1: Um, I, I'm I'm glad he owned up to it. Like we all said, it it was very idiotic. I think it's. I don't think it'll put like a damper on his overall like being like a superstar and having fans and stuff like that. But I just think that for me it was classless so it just kind of made me look at him a little bit differently because it's like on one end you know when everything happened when you left it was oh they were great you know like you know I, I just felt like I needed to make this decision for myself you know nothing against them and then to kind of like re, like have this on the side and really have these type of feelings like I don't I don't really like people like that so I feel some kind of way about it not that I really care or he cares that I care but um I mean it is what it is. It does go back to like you said about social media and he is the type of player that it just seems like everything that somebody says about him bothers him. Um even when we go back to the fact that yeah, he tries to turn it around and make it into a joke with the with the red velvet shoes and all the all the quotes that people talked about him on the insoles of his shoes now and everything, but I just feel like he lets too many people get to him yeah. that easily. And it's it's going to put a target on him, too, because people are going to start bothering him on purpose now, and that's what happens. The more you feed into it, the more they're going to do it. So hopefully he takes this as a lesson and just, like we said, just pay a game. Like, you're a superstar. Like, you're making money. you you playing a basketball game as as your job. Like, people would kill to be in your shoes. So I just think he needs to be humble and keep it moving.
0: I think it's a reminder everybody's human. Um, True. That stuff <laughs> does get to you, even though athletes sometimes, you know, athletes love that. Cliche thing of, oh, I don't pay attention to it. Um, You know, you cover sports long enough, they see everything. Almost all of them get on their phones after games, um, you know, sometimes minutes after, sometimes within an hour or whatever. Um, I think maybe it's something where maybe he uses some of that stuff to fuel them or what have you, um, but it got to be a limit to it. Um, And if that stuff at some level bothers you that much, you got to step away from it like you just can't and yeah it's cool that you own it but it should have never happened to begin with yeah. you got baited and that's why you don't need to be out there on social media like that anyways cause that one person that was like their little their goal that day to get you to do what you did they're cool now mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully you know you're 28 29 hopefully you get to you a place mentally where you know you find another way to um you know fill some of that void that you spent right on
2: and i just feel like um he, he just got to stop being so thin and This is just a life lesson where I don't care how much you think you can. You try to control the narrative. You try to control your circle. You're not going to stop people from talking. Yeah. If somebody don't like you, they're just not going to like you. It's nothing you can do about it. But at the end of the day, guess what? You don't really have to care if they don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Just keep living. your life, keep doing what you're doing. And all this with Lopez. But, yeah, just um, it, it's you're not going to win that battle. You know, Mm-mm, just so And you didn't even have to even fight that battle because, guess what? You won the show. Yep. Finals MVP. That was your drop-the-mic moment. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Wanna thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Wanna to thank Kobe for coming through. Uh, we truly appreciate every every one of you guys for tuning in. See you guys um either next week or the week after, same time, same place. Follow the focus social media accounts for updates on next week's show. Thank you guys for tuning in.